basically focus on and data science and uh, natural language processing i also uh, like to do uh, data analytics and other stuffs uh, mainly uh, like uh, mainly contribute on kaggle and other um, data science communities um, and i issue and i do other productive uh, projects outside with my uh, other classmates uh, and all so with you said data science i'm really interested in how to make the bridge between ai and business because uh, one of the things that uh, ai and machine learning is is capable of doing a statistical learning um, but there's a usually yeah. if you just say well you know you're going to do projections uh, some companies are not used to the idea of making predictions into the future and then making uh, decisions based on those predictions what type of things have you found uh, mm -hmm. useful in business with your data science and uh, machine learning as uh, as data science and machine learning is uh, revolutionary every field it's uh, uh, every industry revolutionary every industry around us um, it's very it's uh, has a wide application when it comes to business and uh, other uh, other supply chain management under the product based companies uh, the i think uh, many of the many of the companies many of the uh, like online marketing companies and other companies are using uh, data science and machine learning extensively to grow their business to understand the kind of customers they have and uh, to the uh, to uh, recommend better products to customers and everything indeed uh, they are using uh, machine learning and data science to increase their um, revenue marketing and other things so i think yeah it's revolutionary in uh, the I, industry when i think of data science uh, um i i look at that and it, it it is machine learning data science is machine learning i mean the uh, principles yeah, uh, we don't we, we call it data science but it's actually machine learning yeah 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 almost um What, well, one of the things that I find is interesting is, have you thought about um, how to apply machine learning in uh, enterprise resource planning or ERP systems? Um, what, one area that I thought of is, is like using K-Cluster to find uh, where data is similar, and that kind of tells you where things are heating up and maybe where to start to look with uh, doing more data analytics. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, for example, uh, one that might be interesting is to look to see what what uh, what uh, the pattern is for insurance. So you can see which which groups are not insured, which groups are insured in the company, and then uh, seeing what type of risk are associated by individuals that are not insured. I guess so that might be something that would be interesting. Yeah, totally. agree. I think one of the other things that might be interesting too is uh, the idea of automated learning, uh, where you can use uh, machine learning to make decisions. Like, for example, if you had financial decisions for who to hire, who to fire, and rather than just using uh, general rule of thumb or, or fear factors, that you let the machine decide uh, what the labor pool is based on uh, your cost of goods, your amount of sales, uh, also maybe the amount of inventory, and uh, trends in cyclical times in the season. Like, for example, if in, maybe you're, during Christmas season, you have a, a huge surge in sales, so you, you increase the, the number of staff uh, in the pre-months 
prior to that. And then after Christmas, you lay off people, uh, things like that, where you could have the machine predicting and uh, doing maybe the HR hiring and stuff for uh, your labor pool. Cause that's a very time consuming process. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yes. So you can use uh, data, data science and machine learning. There's a huge application for data science and machine learning in these areas where you can uh, automate the whole process of hiring and uh, recruiting the customer, recruiting your, uh, your, the, people, the employees you want and uh, to further uh, upgrade them to the next level of what uh, your company, company needs. So uh, you can, uh, you can uh, actually do that with the help of uh, uh, data science and machine learning. We use where you use predictive analysis to find out the people, find out the right people, uh, people uh, whom you want to recruit in your company. And uh, and uh, the, and give them the pro, uh, the appropriate positions uh, in which they can perform well. So uh, and uh, when it comes to this uh, this supply chain management and uh, uh, the uh, product management uh, system, it, uh, the uh, data science and machine learning has also a wide variety of applications that uh, where you can find many uh, many uh, many products where you, uh, the products that get sales on a particular period you can actually find the products that uh, uh, that is prob- most probable to find to is uh, to be sold on this particular period so uh, actually it's uh, uh, there's a huge application of uh, the d- data science in those fields um, yeah you while you were talking it made me uh, i thought of two things uh, one was uh, th- you could use the machine learning also to uh, determine which resource to use in a, a particular project based on their skill set. So one of the things uh, you might be looking at is that you know that you need so many welders or you need so many plumbers or you need so many electricians and you need to have people that are qualified but also perform well. So the better performing individuals should get first priority to the projects. Um, the second thing that I thought yeah. when you were talking was, which was really interesting, uh, is that I know there's this company, what they did with is hair supply, uh, so product uh, configuration. And what they did is they took a survey and they scraped basically all this data on reviews about hair products. And then they uh, found certain features that people were really concerned about. Maybe they were concerned about the softness of their hair, the texture of their hair, etc. cetera. Uh, some people have really oily hair, for example. And uh, they would then they create a, a series of questions that... Uh, the person would answer and then as a result of those questions being answered um, the machine learning would figure out what uh, product in real time to compose the chemicals to meet their needs and then they would deliver this shampoo at a premium price like fifty dollars a a bottle which is a you know five times more expensive than probably regular shampoo Um, so that's a classic example of where you could take in real time, uh, you can adjust things. And that's what I was saying earlier about companies is that if you had like an automated C- CFO or uh, decision making, you could automatically adjust the company processes to meet the objectives of the of the AI. It's just yeah. that I think there's a, a real fear factor at first uh, to passing that over to the, the AI. But then you, you think about all the processes that have to be uh, adjusted, you know, parameters that have to be adjusted. And, uh, you know, it could be running in simulation all of these different adjustments uh, using some reinforced learning and figure out which configurations would work best. And then, uh, you know, you make those adjustments to your company uh, based on, you know, cash flow. Uh, predicted sales, 
uh, like you were saying, and then also product configuration, because the product configuration then would be customizable to your end user as you start to understand that user or customer better. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's actually a great application where you use the uh, you use your data to actually uh, tune your uh, tune your uh, the actual products what the actual uh, to understand what the, what are the needs of your customers and tune your, uh, your your product in that way and to sell that in the ideal price where the customers actually uh, actually uh, expect it to be there. Uh, you, you, uh, there is a huge application, and uh, so actually there are many companies uh, doing that in the uh, near future. I think uh, I think many of the companies should change into that because the era actually needs that kind of applications, and uh, to actually uh, stay in the market, uh, the companies need to do this kind of uh, do this kind of applications. They need to understand the customer to logics and tune your products so that it fit your, fits your customer's expectation uh, as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, with uh, transferred learning too, that you could learn from other marketer systems uh, what people are expecting, you know, because things are going to change culturally. Like, for example, in India, you may have a higher propensity for buying gold uh, for uh, jewelry yeah. and also for religious reasons and uh, in America you buy jewelry mm. and, and gold for uh, marriage you might get a, a gold band for uh, uh, an, a, an engagement or you may buy gold for uh, asset preservation and wealth preservation so whereas in India yeah. you may not be as interested in buying gold to preserve your uh, wealth against a downturn in the economy as a safe haven. So those are types of things that culturally, mm -hmm. understanding uh, customer expectations culturally would be very different. And so, um, you know, projecting like American buying habits onto Indian buying habits may not be successful. Yeah, yeah. If you like, if you try, if you the companies try to use like the like transfer learning in this kind of, uh, in this kind of uh, applications, they, they might fail because of this the the, the cultural difference that the, the people have in uh, in different geographies. Because I think uh, the transfer learning, like the, something like transfer learning, uh, cannot be applied because uh, cannot be applied in this kind of situation. But can be uh, the but uh, can. Uh, Take inspirations from other uh, other models, but cannot simply uh, put into use in other geographical or in, uh, other areas because uh, the cultural differences, the other features, and all other things differ. Uh, in case of this, and you need to develop uh, the models that suit your geography as well. Yeah, uh, you said you mentioned that you are doing uh, projects outside of school. Can you tell me what some of the projects that you do in yeah. school? Are you more hardware oriented? Um, you said data science, so I assumed that you were more uh, business oriented. But uh, tell us some of the Kaggle projects that you're working on. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, Kaggle, uh, the the actually Kaggle had me a lot in learning all the CEO, the data science actually that I know now. Uh, it's a great for a platform for uh, data science and UCS and data science machine learning and UCS to practice their skills and uh, gain uh, knowledge about the uh, knowledge. Um, there are many competitions that I recently did in Kaggle uh, and 
like uh, i started my kaggle journey in uh, two years uh, be, uh, two years before where I, when i knew nothing about uh, data science and uh, actually landed in the kaggle page accidentally when i was surfing for something else but uh, I, i gradually grew in, in interest in the industry in data science and actually started uh, reading notebooks and uh, uh, participated in competitions and learned a lot of data science uh, recently the competitions uh, the most the one competition i was most interested was uh, the uh, the competition that was launched by uh, the city of los angeles mayor it was called uh, data science for good city of uh, los angeles actually the, it was a very specific application of data science and analytics and analytics where they have a law, they were trying to automate the process where uh, they want to recruit actually want to recruit the the uh, per, the perfect people and uh, they were actually <clears throat> trying to make the job bulletins uh, better using that uh, to understand uh, the nature of job bulletins using data science and uh, they were actually and uh, the one objective was to reduce the um, gender or race inequality that is that can be uh, in the job bulletins to identify those uh, inequalities or biases that can happen when uh, uh, when writing a job bulletin so it was a very different competition than other uh, usual kaggle competition and it was very nice participating in How that you, uh, what features were important and uh, what strategy did you use to uh to win in that competition uh in that competition if you say that uh, it was a mix of natural language processing and data analytics uh, more than that you need to uh, you need to have a lot of uh, dom- a lot of uh, thinking ability and you need to induce new features like uh, the readability of the job bulletins like uh, and the uh, 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 respect to the position where apply, where where the job bulletin is applied for like uh, if you want to if the job bulletin is intended to post uh, for a like low level employee like uh, i mean uh, like a sweeper or something Uh, it might not have a complex words and other stuff related because a sweeper might not have a better knowledge of english so it it should be kept simple so that was one idea uh, the readability index was one idea that i uh, mentioned that i used in that competition and uh, other was to identify gender uh, identify gender bias using uh, tagging uh, using uh, tagging yeah tagging and uh, identify identify gender biases bulletins okay yeah that's that sounds good so use the uh, tagging to identify certain keywords that might uh, be in, associated to a gender and then that would give you a probability of based of what gender yeah. they were and then if they were a lower level skill uh yeah. keeping things simpler so that uh because they might not uh, understand complex language they can they can read and understand uh, yeah they can read and understand things uh, better what are the other so, projects that you did uh now i'm now i'm actually working on uh, one project outside kaggle actually uh, i mean actually i'm doing my final year uh graduation in kerala so um, uh, i am uh, i am one of my friends uh, are doing one project uh, for the financial uh, tech uh, system in which there is a, like uh, early it's like an early warning system for uh, financial 
corporations where you where you can use certain keywords to identify uh, where if you, you can identify when you when a client come to you you can add an, you can actually type in the name of that cl- client and actually uh, t- actually gather all the uh, negative news and all the negative uh, things that happened to that client uh, in the past and you can actually uh, actually identify uh, actually gives uh, identify if that client can actually repay the loan that you are giving to him really uh, to give, uh, giving to him one of the things that i was talking about yesterday in my podcast was k cluster and uh, you know looking at uh, using k cluster to predict w- whether an individual could um, you know would would receive a credit card uh, based on their income age and and so forth what features uh, do you use as an indicator whether or not the person uh, will, will pay on their loan uh, income cash flow probably cash um, flow. I mean, yeah actually uh, actually this uh, this product is uh, not for the uh, normal people who apply for loans it's actually for the like uh, the corporations or something like uh, huge corporations like like uh, tata or like it is actually meant for uh, to understand uh, if this corporation like if this corporation like if uh, if tata comes to you if like a comp- uh, corporation called tata comes to your uh, bank you can actually find that if this corporation is um, related oh, to any illegal so activities like one, one, yeah it can be used if this uh, uh, if this corporation is actually related to some illegal uh, doing some illegal activities or money laundering or something like like uh, wildlife trading or something like that and if that uh, if that corporation is related to something like that it produces a graph uh, that indicates how this corporation is related to this uh, illegal thing and uh, you can actually stop doing business with that you know, uh, really corporation that you apply this technology to corporations which w- um, will be a, a source of income i imagine predict that if this becomes popular that you'll become wealthy um have you thought about also applying the same technology to background checks on individuals for example if a person uh goes to apply for a job they have to run a background check uh, applying the same technology to see if there's actually uh, about them yeah. yeah actually that's an existing technology and uh, banks actually do that i think uh, apart from indian banks many, many of the foreign banks uh, actually has automated that by considering the uh, civil score many other features of that person and uh, actually there was a competition in kaggle actually it was a competition there was a competition that was launched in kaggle to find uh, the similar thing. because uh, you can accept or reject this loan so i was trying to work on something that is actually non existent and uh, so i uh, had to work on something like this uh, like uh, doing something is uh, something that is already there is not much interesting so i thought that some i will do we will do something that is uh, not yet there and uh, we will build something new. so i thought so i thought 